Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Hushmo Black. Black Forum, y'all. It's like we got a live crew up in here tonight. It's November 16th, y'all, 2013. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. Yeah, you know what our motto is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. Not in the sense that sometimes we'll do it louder. But anybody out here on Blog Talk, on Blog Talk Radio, y'all. Yeah, coming to you uh, each and every Saturday evening from 7 to 9, y'all, for new time listeners. Some old-time friends out on Facebook, what's up? Hey, we just uh, trying to uh, spread the word. What, <laughs> oh, yeah, we cover, uh, we advocate, yeah, advocate for social justice, for justice, really, for Americans of African descent. Not, not because we don't love everybody, we love everybody. We, we just happen to be a part of that community by extension find ourselves uh, in our natural uh, habitat, if you will, when we uh, come out here on blog talk. Uh, try to, uh, hey, there's so, many, so much is going on in the world, y'all. Yeah, the president done trying to fix this, uh, trying to get the new health care law rolled out. They uh, own like a Runaway slaves, yeah. Everybody uses slaves. They, they, these folks got them on the run like a runaway slave, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, y'all. That's what the Hushmo say now. Hey, got me in the Hushmo driving this train tonight, y'all, if y'all don't know. Yeah, I'm the conductor out here. We we got a train, too. <laughs> yeah, we drive a train to Westbound number nine. <laughs> hey. Hey, uh... Yeah, the president came up with some scheme <clears throat> to try to allow the five percent, the five percent of the, I don't know, the policyholders, people that's got insurance, who was not not five percent of Americans, just five percent of people who got insurance, who <laughs> uh, that uh, didn't uh, come up to standards, subpar as they call them, health insurance policies that. Uh, uh, the insurance co- company uh, was counseling. Uh, I don't know how many it was. Millions of people, it was five percent. You know, so see, I don't know. Say, let's say ten million people. I, I don't think it was quite that many. But it was a million in California alone. I believe California has got thirty-eight million uh, citizens. So for a million, that you could extrapolate that number over the other forty-eight, and probably have about uh, somewhere under ten million. But maybe it's let's say ten million people, ten to fifteen million people, who uh, was. Insurance policies counsel because they didn't meet the standards of the new health care act. That hey, hey, we you know now the insurance companies counsel those things. Uh the president said uh they said that it was because of the new uh, uh the health care law required them to cover, I don't know, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different uh 
medical conditions that you'd have to treat them for, and they have access to this. You have to do pre-care screening for this and that. And now there's a lot of benefits in the new health care law that those uh, subpar health insurance policies uh, didn't cover. So the president is saying that for the next year we're going to extend uh, uh, the guidelines of the Obama health care law so those people can, the insurance companies can go back uh, and do it, which was a credible fix. In the meantime, the Republican-controlled Congress, again, uh, they decided to, oh, yeah, we're going to extend that uh, thing for a year and allow the insurance companies to continue to sell those subpar policies to anybody <laughs> in the whole world, not the ones that just uh, uh, we had signed up under this junk last year, but uh, we're going to create a new bunch of folks uh, with the same junk. Uh, so, uh, no, the president uh, uh, has got a plan in place. He said he vetoed anything else coming down the line, including the bill that passed in the House of Representatives, which I don't blame. It's all uh, effort by the, uh, the Republicans to undermine the Affordable Health Care Act. And uh, we we out here on the Hushmore platform is definitely against uh, any attempt to uh, undo uh, that uh, the new health law. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and, you know, that, uh, there's 45 to 60 million Americans uh, that's going to benefit under that uh, law. Not the yeah, majority, not American African although, yeah, so huge amount of American African is going to benefit it. Not the majority. So, yeah, but we, we, we're in favor of it. We want it to be improved. If you can improve it, see if you can get other, I think it's still five to ten million people on this sure let's help find a way to get them uh included in in this uh, health care system that we have in the richest country in the world. That's what we should be uh, working on. That's what the Republicans should be working on. But somehow hey, I write about it in my new book, y'all racism and hate in American reality. Coming out. I keep saying that we we've been waiting on some we've been right wait waiting on a couple of copyright uh, permissions. You have to send off any time you write a book if you uh, use materials. Even you know, I'm just using essays and commentating on uh, essays of various uh, authors throughout uh, our history here in the country. And uh, you have to be careful because uh, there can be uh, copyright infringements and stuff. So when my publishers uh, go through and filter all the stuff out. At uh, a couple of them they weren't sure about or whatever. I had to go back and they did get one that I really wanted, the major one that I was concerned about. Well, really, I got two of them that uh, was really important to uh, putting my book forward in the manner in which I wanted to uh, uh, convey it to uh, my readers. Uh, one was uh, W.E.B. Du Bois' uh, work that he published in... Uh, the Crisis Magazine back in 1947, the December edition, uh, was critical to uh, uh, what I wanted to do with the book. And another would be, uh, of course, uh, my uh, recount of uh, the Vietnam uh, uh, Operation Hastings uh, 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 that I uh, was part of and uh, was wounded in. And uh, uh, those two are central to my uh, story. And uh, I got those permissions now. 
Sitting around and then it's good back in. So we're in that process all over again. Uh, Looks like, uh, but uh, then the Thanksgiving, then on November 1st of December, we'll have an opportunity Thanksgiving and Christmas is what we're shooting for. And I'm so excited about it, just to get the permission from the NAACP to uh, reprint that uh, article from W.E.B. Du Bois, y'all. It's going to be a rare article <coughs> that is hard to find. I don't, I don't know if the average person, I don't know if it's out there in the public domain anywhere. I, I certainly have been looking for it. Uh, I know where it's at. Uh, in the December edition of the Crisis Magazine in 1947, this new uh, summary of a uh, body of work that he did on some uh, titled some three centuries of uh, discrimination uh, discrimination against the Negro here in uh, America. W. E. Boyd worked on probably all of his life. That was his whole life's work uh, com- uh, accumulated into this uh, uh, three hundred years of uh, uh, discrim- discrimination. Well, uh, a summary of it. He put together a summary of it to put forth to. Uh, the United Nations, a newly formed the United Nations at that time in 1947. Uh, they had a civil rights division <laughs> of all things. Hey, remember we coming out of World War II with the uh, slaughter of the uh, Jews uh, by Germany. Uh, racism and it's uh, one of the uh, ugliest uh, uh, displays of was it racism. Was that was Hitler's slaughter of the Jews in Nazi Germany even racism? Was it more racism, or was it more Zion, was it more uh, xenophobia uh, uh, than racism? I contend that it was more xenophobia than uh, uh, racism per se. Those two can get confused. Uh, those two words can get confused, but uh, an enormous atrocity. Either either way. The atrocity is equal, only uh, 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 morally uh, uh, devastating. So, so, but uh, let's, uh, we we should define it what uh, uh, correctly. It should be defined correctly. What happened to uh, the Jews of uh, Nazi Germany during World War Two were uh, was uh, had more to do with. Uh, 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 phobia uh, 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 about xenophobia rather than racism, as uh, were, uh, was experienced by Americans of African descent here in this country for uh, the country's some point in your history. That's what I'm saying. Well, 200 year history, because in my book, I start the country's history out of, uh, from 1776. Now, honestly, my people. <laughs> Was here. I, hey, my people was here. Americans of African descent, the Cameron clan, the black Cameron clan, was here before this uh, nation was a, uh, a nation named the United States of America here in Georgia. Before Georgia was a state uh, within that uh, nation of uh, the United States of America. Yeah, my family was. So. I, I try to educate my readers and people in general that uh, we're, we're not uh, immigrants, not to this country. No way, shape, form, or fashion. We are indigenous 
to uh, uh, the United States of America. That doesn't mean we're native uh, 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 people of uh, North America like the native uh, uh, Indians, like the Native American Indians. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I recognize the difference by definition. Uh, uh, indigenous uh, has to do with uh, uh, part of a beginning. Absolutely, and when I say we're indigenous to this country, my ancestors as slaves was here and built uh, the beginning of uh, this country. Yeah, ain't no doubt. That's what my book is about, Racism and Hate in American Reality, chronicling uh, the lives of the Cameron clan, the black Cameron clan, uh, here in Georgia, here in this country, and how racism uh, plays such a uh, humongous part uh, in it. For better or for worse. For better or for worse, absolutely. It was, you know, it's a, a story. It's a, a story that... Uh, that uh, uh, is all-encompassing. Yeah, the good with the bad, yeah, that's what I write about. We don't, yeah, racism and hate now. We're going to get into it tonight here, yeah. Uh, uh, A chapter from that uh, dealing with uh, W.E.D.B. Du Bois, W.E.B. Du Bois, uh, our greatest, yeah. I, I could talk forever about the guy, our greatest uh, uh, social scientist here in this country, our greatest social scientist here in this country who studied uh, uh, predominantly the lives of uh, Americans of uh, Africans yeah, and their history here in this country, W.E.B. Du Bois. Uh, just a shine of uh, intellect. Yeah. Y'all don't know. Uh, when I started writing my book some five years ago, I started talking about racism and hate, you know, with the new uh, black president and stuff like that. From about 2008, yeah, I've been working on this book since he started running for president. So it's 2008, that's what, 2013. So we've been in five years. We've been in this book five years because it brought it to brought racism in my mind and my writing to the conscious of uh, the nation. There, uh, all the races uh, uh, from uh, the Tea Partiers and the Dixiecrats and all that merged into this uh, this one group, this one ideology, uh, uh, ideological group that. Uh, are akin to uh, the old Dixiecrats here uh, in the South, and uh, who formed uh, most of uh, uh, the racist uh, 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 makeup uh, uh, during uh, the separate equality. Yeah, that's that's what I write about. That's where the racism that I write about uh, existed and uh, came from. Uh, just uh, just a uh, uh, derivative of uh, uh, the Dixiecrats that uh, was here in the South before uh, Brown versus Board of Education, uh, to be exact. Uh, that ideology uh, 
is what entrapped my family into uh, the uh, economic uh, disparities that uh, they suffered. Uh, they suffered equal laws, do they? Yeah, and we write about it. Uh, we, we, we make a case for uh, reparation based on those uh, 14th Amendment rights violations that uh, my family uh, endured for some 200 years here. In the United States, well, some hundred years. We just write about we claim uh, reparation now. Uh, prior to 1865, forced slavery. That's a moral argument that uh, the man upstairs, the man upstairs is working on. Yeah. That's a moral argument that uh, slave uh, thing that occurred. That, that's the man upstairs business. Uh, I turn it over to him. What I'm arguing uh, reparation for has to do with a man's uh, uh, actions here after the Civil War. Uh, uh, them taking away 14th Amendment rights violations that was included in uh, uh, in the Constitution after the Civil War, after some 600,000 people died. The 13th, 14th, and the 15th Amendment came about after some 600,000 people died. It didn't just come about out of the clear blue sky. Oh, no. It didn't just come about after the clear blue sky. Talking to my peers this evening, arguing back and forth who was running that civil war. I told him uh, from Jump Street, the man upstairs, the Almighty God was running. He said, no, it was Abraham Lincoln talking about he wanted to keep the union together. Yeah, it was about that. <laughs> it was just about keeping the union together. Uh, when the war started in 1861, it was about just keeping the union together. You can keep your slaves. You southerners, if you want to, you can't go north of Texas or wherever. But, uh, yeah, it started out there. But that ain't what it wound up about. That, oh, no. That thing changed, huh? <laughs> that thing changed. That thing changed after some five years later and 600,000 people dead. Uh, Brother A, Brother A came to, uh, 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 he came to, uh, uh, it was revealed to him, uh, <laughs> What it was going to take to uh, end that thing, and what was going on? And, oh yeah, that's what y'all don't know. Read my book, Racism and Hate, y'all, an American reality. Yeah, we break that thing all the way down. What that Civil War was about? They still write about it. Here's a movie by Steven Spielberg, three hours long. Uh, uh, it dealt with. Uh, the period from January 15th to April 15th, the last three months of his uh, presidency, but it nowhere mentions March the 4th of that three-month period when he delivered uh, the greatest, <laughs> the greatest uh, dissect, uh, dissectomy of uh, what was going on in that Civil War, yeah. <laughs> Uh-uh. The greatest 
uh, interpretation or definition of rendition, however you want to explain it. Uh, he delivered in the second inaugural address in that movie, uh, and it's good, good, great, technically a sound movie, except <laughs> they left out his second inaugural address. Hey, uh, it's heavy. Hey, you got me in the hush row here, y'all. We rambling on. It's about 720 in the ATL. Oh, yeah, we come to you from the ATL. Y'all don't know? Yeah, we, uh, now I'm in the, I'm not going to call my home dirty. The dirty south, as uh, the hip hoppers uh, refer to it. But, hey, we, uh, going to take a quick pause for the calls here, y'all. Try to get a, some bills paid in. We'll be right back. Y'all hanging there. You got me in the hush, bro. We'll be right back after the break. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
That's about, wow, 25 after. Now we're 7 o'clock here in ATL, y'all. That's the standard, y'all. Y'all don't know. You got me the Hushmo, uh, your host out here on the Hushmo Black Forum. Uh, we, you know, we, we, we out here every evening trying to uh, make such a thing that uh, just don't make no sense in our community, for our community. Uh, yeah, we, that's what we do. Best we, we're author, though, y'all. We write. Write about our history, my history here in the country. Now, you, you, you know, I'm a retired, uh, you get a little background on the Hushmo here. We retired from IT, worked on computers for some 40 years. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a disabled veteran, fought in Vietnam, uh, real uh, war uh, <laughs> hero. <laughs> I am, I claim it. But uh, anyway, disabled veteran from uh, Vietnam, they got wounded over there in 1966. Uh, Caught up in that, uh, caught up in that uh, uh, thing. Uh, but uh, so, but right now we retired, been retired for the last six, seven years here uh, from uh, the uh, computer business. And since that time, we have been uh, writing books. Uh, got my second one out, or coming out here shortly. Racism and Hate: An American Reality is the title of it, Dylan. Dealing with my family's history, uh, pretty much uh, just a chronicle, chronicling uh, my family's history here in Georgia. Uh, I, I use that title uh, because uh, if I write, uh, no matter how uh, I attempted to write my family's history here in Georgia, racism and hate uh, uh, was a key a component uh, to that history. And we try to share that now that the conversation has so uh, evolved in our society today with this uh, president of uh, African descent, uh, we thought it would be uh, apropos to, uh, for us to uh, use that title. Yeah, and uh, it, we think it uh, fits uh, racism and hate in American reality. And uh, we, we're looking so forward to uh, getting out there promoting the first book, The Water Boy, The Life and Trials of Jimmy C. Cameron. I didn't really uh, get out and push it and publish it that much. I, I'm not a writer, but trade. I'm, I'm a non-lettered, humble American American descent who dropped out of high school, got a GED out of service, and went to some uh, two-year uh, electronics school. Got about equivalent to an associate's degree. Is about what I've got in terms of formal education. Now. Take over the life, obviously, I got some six to eight years of uh, uh, the science of uh, observation under my belt. And after being trained in the computer industry for some forty years, it allowed uh, me to uh, be able to uh, <coughs> ingest a humongous amount of uh, data in doing my research uh, into my writing so I kind of brought uh, my work experience and kind of incorporated that work experience into uh, researching uh, 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 my books. And uh, uh, just amazed, just amassed a humongous amount of uh, uh, information about the history of my family's history, first of all, and then, well, just about the country's history, American African descent's history here in this country. 
on this main subject matter. And it's uh, to have such a great, great uh, time. I'm, like I said, I've been writing this thing since the first week. Uh, since 2008, since the president started running for president, I started writing this book. I was already almost finished with my first book at that time, so I uh, had everything, uh, even though my first book was, was released like two years later. Uh, it was just about completed in 2008, and I started working on that like 2007, like 2006, shortly before I retired. Uh, uh, so, yeah, this, this book's been in works five years, y'all. Take that. You know, it's not that big of a book, 200 pages, but it takes time. Any time you start writing, especially if you start writing stuff that you're talking about, it's, not, it's, it's true stuff. And I'm writing now fiction. You have to do a certain amount. Any any decent uh, writer or author right, have to do uh, his due diligence and uh, research in the material that he uh, hoped to uh, uh, convince the reader. Uh, uh, is authentic. And that's my greatest goal is to make sure the reader believes that uh, what what he's reading is actual uh, fact as far as the the writers, the authors uh, uh, know it to be. And, uh, yeah, so five years in the workshop, racism and hate. Now, I came, it came to that title, Getting back to that title, it's still just a biography, if you will, a biographical sketch of uh, my family's history in Georgia, which dates back some 200 years, 1784, the birth of my great-great-granddaddy's mother uh, here in Georgia. Yeah. Uh, So we we tell that story uh, under that title. And... uh, We're looking forward to getting out and uh, 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 engaging in conversation about uh, my work, my research, my uh, hypothesis on this thing. <laughs> yeah. So we we are so excited to hear y'all. Y'all can tell we're gonna we're gonna get into. One of the ask, uh, one of the summaries that uh, a summary that uh, W. E. B. Du Bois did uh, uh, that we got in the book. Like I tell you, I was one of the permissions. We got uh, permission from the the Crisis Magazine to uh, reprint uh, this particular article. It's it's a rare article. It's not. Yeah, it's hard to find. Hey, that guy wrote thousands. <laughs> w. Doctor W. E. B. Du Bois wrote. Thousands of articles, articles, books, essays, uh, uh, stories, novels. Uh, <laughs> this guy was prolific. Uh, his almost a hundred years old when he died in 1963. Out of the country, out of the passport. Yeah. Uh, a hell of a story within itself. We ain't gonna go there tonight. <laughs> hey, I. I I could talk all day about W.E.B. Du Bois, our greatest social scientist and one of our greatest uh, heroes and advocates for America's blackness. So, yeah, we, we're gonna we highlight him in our book uh, because what he did, uh, he summarized uh, he summarized uh, in that 
in that presentation uh, that he prepared uh, to deliver to the United Nations in 1947, the essence, uh, the essence of uh, the Negro problem here in this country, uh, I guarantee you. And uh, we're going to go, uh, uh, we're going to share that with you this evening. It's in my book. Don't worry about it. It's one of the few places you could find it. And, uh, uh, the Crisis Magazine gave us permission to reprint it, uh, reprint uh, this uh, summary uh, that uh, W.E.B. Du Bois uh, 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 did uh, in 1947, uh, dealing with the injustices that was uh, uh, happening uh, to the American Reference back then and seeking financial dress from the, uh, that uh, newly formed body. We, we, we think you got, it's going to be fascinating because uh, uh, you, if you, I don't know what kind of write-up uh, historians are here today. I mean, you got some great uh, John Frank Hope, like some, <laughs> some great uh, black historians, uh, Cornell West, uh, uh, Michael Eric Dyson, today. It's some great uh, social uh, scientists, uh, yeah, that uh, uh, our top ten percenters, I, I, I deem them as that advocate on our behalf and for us that uh, uh, we uh, have a feeling is going to appreciate uh, the addition of my, my uh, material to their uh, uh, argument. <laughs> I think they're going to appreciate the addition of my material to their argument. Uh, uh, my aim is uh, to provide some food for them to uh, uh, break it down and share it with a larger uh, audience, uh, uh, their larger audience for sure. And uh, and uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to, um, I'm so many out of so many different uh, ways. Not money. I ain't gonna make no money out of this thing. I don't don't care whether I do or not. But uh, just uh, to get it out there in the public and to get out there and debate and uh, to uh, engage in conversation about what uh, it is the author is trying to convey uh, <laughs> and what is he talking about. Uh, I'm looking forward to that uh, journey with, uh, until my next book come out, Our Twelve Disciples, Rise and Fall of Jim Crow. Is the name of <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm working on that one, too. Because remember, our history is more than just a one, two hundred page book. <laughs> the history of uh, America's African is four hundred years of, uh, and I just write about our history here in this country, y'all. I am working on my fourth book in my mind. I'm working on my fourth book in my mind. The slave traders. The African Slave Traders of My Ancestors is the title of it. I'm working on that title. That's the initial title of my fourth book. The African Slave Traders of My Ancestors. I'm going to put that thing together, yeah. Oh, I got some. <laughs> the hash Oh, yeah. I, I, oh, I got some problems with the. Uh, some of my uh, cousins over in the homeland. Oh, no doubt. Oh, now, I'm of the opinion that uh, no 
African should have been sold to no uh, nobody coming up in their band uh, then taking them off and chains. That's my opinion. Uh, so something uh, somebody I'm falling somebody from uh, that without everybody dying to prevent that somebody was at fault. That's my take on it. So I I'm gonna write that I'm gonna write that history up to see I'm gonna research that history to see where it leads me. My the slave traders the African slave traders of my ancestors. And see where that takes me. So yeah, I've got two things in the works, y'all. <laughs> That'll be my fourth book. I'll be a hundred and ten by the end. Hey, the Hushmo, yeah, it would take us about five years a book, y'all. So, you know, we're just conceiving that before the romance today, so we still got, we figured we get all this stuff done, but the Hushmo is, uh, by the time he's 80, by the time I'm 80, 82, I got to get all that stuff done by 82. Ain't nothing promised to me after that. Ain't nothing promised to me after I'm 82, y'all. That's going to be checking up out of his at any time after that, I believe. <laughs> Somebody be like, I said, why eighty two? Hey, <laughs> hey, I just just a number. Uh, no, that's when my, my father died when he was eighty two. That says so I'm gonna try to live past him. I talk, I, oh, I talked this over with the man upstairs too. So we, we'll see how that we'll see we'll see how that that can work out. <laughs> People claim they talk to the man upstairs. We'll see how this thing is. <laughs> Whether or not they do. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> hey, 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 that's between me and the man upstairs. Y'all ain't got to know what he said. That's between me and the man upstairs. You go ask them about what you want. <laughs> we done got to start some stuff up here with the hush at night, y'all. <laughs> hey, that's not no stuff that won't be done, y'all. Hey, we uh rambling on here. It's about uh, 20 minutes to 8, yeah. We're going to take another quick quick pause for the call. Then we're going to come back uh, after the break. And uh, what else going on in the world, yeah? Uh, so much. We're going to see what, uh, well, <laughs> this thing is so crazy, yeah. But my book is going to be read on time for a lot, a lot of this craziness that's going on, y'all. It's going to fit right in there. It's going to fit right in there. I'm looking forward to getting out and defending it uh, <laughs> in a big, big way. Yeah. Hey, y'all, uh, you got me the Hushmo here driving the train tonight on the Hushmo platform where our, uh, where our motto is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. And out of necessity, sometimes we'll do it louder. And anybody out here with blog talk, uh, we don't we don't like to get loud now. <laughs> Only to uh, to get a word in this way. Sometimes we have to. Hey, y'all, hang in there. We'll be right back after the break. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmore Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturday. 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace. 
Welcome back, Gail. Welcome back to the National Black Forum. Hey, uh, what is it, about uh, 746? I want to give a shout-out to uh, Miss Nadine Peaks. Miss Nadine Peak. She's uh, part of our uh, cyberspace audience tonight. Welcome, and thank you for uh, tuning in to the National Black Forum. Yeah, one of my old... Facebook friends from uh, part of the country that uh, I own so much of my uh, personality. She's Barberton in Akron, Ohio. want to just uh, say thanks to Miss Nadine Peak for uh, tuning in to uh, the Hushmore Bank Forum. Hey, y'all. You got me in the Hushmore here tonight. It's Saturday, uh, November 16th, trying to uh, make sense of things that uh, just don't make no sense. That's what we do out here. Try to provide a platform for the 90% of our community who just don't... Uh, have a voice and uh, uh, what's going on in the, uh, certainly not the uh, political arena uh, today in the country. So we, uh, we we try to provide that platform. One of the, one of, one of the platforms, certainly, National Black Forum is just a microcosm of uh, what's needed in terms of uh, in terms of uh, getting uh, uh the masses of uh, Americans, uh, African descent communities, uh, uh, voices are. Hey, some 44 million uh, Americans African descent in the country today. Uh, many percent of them is uh, uh, objects of uh, the conversation. Many <laughs> uh, percent of those 44 million have become objects of uh, the conversation, not uh, part of it. We we we. We uh, hope to uh, to uh, uh, begin to uh, change that and, and become a part of it, provide a platform so that uh, the 90% of uh, our community can uh, slowly uh, begin to be part of the conversation, not the object of the conversation when it comes to uh, what's going on in the politics of the country today. Right now, it's dominated about uh, by uh, uh, the extremists of uh, our society. The Tea Parties, y'all. Oh yeah, we now no doubt <laughs> my new book, Racism and Hate. We're talking about uh, the extremists in the Republican Party. Uh, no, we identified in my book. Dealing with my family's history, you know, we just uh, it, it just didn't come up out of the clear blue sky. I didn't. I write about history. History that my family endured here in this country. Yeah, yeah could it be a micro, uh, a bigger, uh, a bigger picture of uh, what happened to millions of uh, Americans here? Absolutely. But uh, we just write about my family's history, my experience uh, here in uh, the, the country, uh, in my in my book, and uh, we we <laughs> we we drew. Uh, great deal of uh, support from uh, the greatest social scientists that uh, we've ever had here in this country. The greatest social scientists that we have ever had here in this country who dedicated their entire work uh, to the study of Americans <laughs> of African descent. 
So we we feel comfortable with our uh, prognostications, if you will, if you want to say it. We <laughs> prognostications. Yeah. We, Investigations. Yeah, we feel good with uh, what we uh, put forth in our uh, writing, uh, dealing with uh, where uh, our people has been uh, here in this country, where they're going uh, here in this country, and what affected uh, that journey of the. how racism affected uh, that uh, journey through the 200-year history of the country. Yeah. Racism and hate. That's what I write about. When I when I talk about I'm chronicling my family's history here in Georgia, we're talking about, I'm talking about uh, the effects of uh, racism and hate I have on um, my family's 200 plus year history yeah and I can't write that 200 year history here without um, that been a central part of uh, the story yeah <laughs> anything else would be uh, some uh, anything less than that would be uh, some uh, fictional novel and I don't I don't deal with fiction I don't do it because uh reality is such more uh such uh such uh <laughs> much more uh engaging to me uh, than uh, the fiction that uh I can do some crazy stuff with fiction but uh at the end of the day it's uh, fiction. Uh reality is crazy in itself and that uh, at the end of the day it's uh it's real. As, as my, uh, my uh, take on the two. So when we uh when we talk about uh our history here, we're talking about factual um you know, documented uh, uh, facts as best we can dig them out and, uh, you know, break them down. Uh, we talk about, when we talk about uh, uh, Henry McNeil Turner been expelled from the Georgia legislature, them begging out to, uh, uh, begging out to uh, the rest of the uh, assemblymen there uh, uh, to allow him to, uh, Claim his right as uh, as a man, as a human being. <laughs> they uh, this is after the Civil War. This is after uh, the 13th Amendment. They he he there on the Florida Assembly. This brilliant genius of a man, Henry McNeil Turner, pleading with him. This man of God, you yeah? <laughs> man of the cloth. Begging with them to, uh, from a 
from a moral argument, he brought it to the end. Um, uh, don't deny uh, one of God's uh, children the seat of this table here you met. Uh, we done, some 600,000 people just done died here uh, to get a seat here at this table, and you still won't let me sit down to eat. That's what Henry McNeil Turner was talking about when they expelled those 27 uh, uh, American African descent out of the Georgia Assembly in 1868 after they had been duly elected by uh, their uh, constituents. Their uh, uh, constituents making up uh, uh, over 500,000 uh, uh, people here in Georgia, y'all. The American African descent population in 1860, some 500,000 after the Civil War, was over 500,000. Uh, of uh, ex-African uh, slaves was here in the state uh, had been here had built it uh, hey uh, look. yeah so that's what we write about and that's, that was my, that's my family's history uh. yeah my family's history is heavy oh it's so uh, it's so crazy I, I see where people are writing that and I love it all the black history and we need to do more of it, yeah, <laughs> and uh, go out and research. Everybody's talking about how do you write, start writing, go out and research and write about your family's history. That's all you got to do. Uh, you'd, uh, you'd be amazed at uh, how uh, exciting and uh, how engaging uh, that effort is uh, to uh, start investigating your family's history here in this country. I urge every. Uh, everybody to uh, undertake uh, who uh, want to get into uh, writing. That would, that would be an excellent place to start. Uh, I'll section uh, this evening here out of my new book, Racism and Hate. Uh, we write about uh, chronicling my family's history in Georgia beginning in uh, 1784 with the birth of my great-great-granddaddy Dan Cameron. Uh, his mother, his mother Sarah, was born uh, down in Troop County, Georgia. Uh, we start our history there. Uh, moving forward, uh, 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 by the time we get to uh, 1947, we're talking about.
Hey, uh, <laughs> that's, excuse me. Hey, uh, that's what, that's what went off on the tangent here, y'all. We, we were talking about uh, 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 W.E.B. Du Bois. We kind of uh, uh, tell the story that uh, uh, by the time that he delivered uh, or put together his summary uh, for the United Nations in 1947, some 163 years had passed since uh, the beginning of uh uh, where at the beginning of uh, my family's uh, history here, my great great uh, granddaughter's mother being born here in eighteen or seventeen eighty four, some hundred sixty three years has passed uh, since that time. Some eight generations of uh, my family. Uh, by the time he put this uh, summary together for the United Nations, and what it does is chronicle. Uh, my family's journey. What it does is chronicles in uh, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 the words of the as and the work of the greatest social scientists that this country has ever produced uh, to this day who dedicated his entire life, his entire energy to the study and the advocacy of and for uh, Americans of African descent, Dr. W. E. B. Du Bois. says here, the selection from W. E. B. Burgart Du Bois is a brief summary of a statement on the mistreatment of Negroes in the United States over a period of three centuries. The summary was formally presented to M. Henry Lauger of the United Nations Secretariat as a means of protesting the highest international body of protesting to the highest international body against the practices of one of its constituent members. This is 1947. This is his leading uh, synopsis of what, this, uh, 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 what he's talking about, this three centers of discrimination against the Negro here in uh, the United States that uh, he had uh, put together over. Uh, by then, by 1947, uh, Dr. Du Bois was uh, in his 80s. Hey, y'all, by the time he put this thing together in 1947, he was 80 years old. (laughs) Goes on to say that. Now past the age of 80, the author has seen service as a university professor, author, editor, director of protest organizations, and representative to international conferences. Oh, he was sure. A heavy, heavy brother, y'all. Not, y'all don't know, y'all. Read my book. I got, I got a couple of articles in a little uh, bio skit, uh, skit on uh, uh, Doctor Du Bois, but y'all need to research the man. Research everything you ever wrote. Get it, bad, read it, and ingest it. My recommendation. Yeah, it's 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 a must uh, in terms of uh, your own uh, edification. American African descent. It's a must that you uh, 
avail yourself of all uh, of this great, great uh, American's uh, knowledge. The United States delegation to the United uh, 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 Nations was disconcerted by the Du Bois presentation and successfully kept it from the agenda. <laughs> hey, doesn't that sound eerily close to what the hell's going on with these Republican scoundrels? <laughs> scoundrels that uh, hijacked this government, you Here's Dr. E. Du Bois advocating on behalf of millions of uh, downtrodden Americans uh, and uh, uh, the government itself forbid that uh, uh, advocacy to go forward before the world, hiding uh, just what's going on here in this country uh, back then. It's 1947 at the UN, United Nations, New Got a new a division of uh, got a new civil rights division there at the United Nations. Yeah, we were, the NAACP was looking forward to uh, the uh, 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 this day. To uh, they were looking forward to uh, being able to uh, bring uh, the separate equal uh, injustices that was being perpetrated on millions of Americans African descent right here in this country to that body. For redress, hey, hey, it's looking for some redress here right then uh, in front of that world body who uh, came together precisely to uh, uh, rein in uh, the uh, civil uh, disciplines of its uh, member uh, nation, of which uh, the United States uh, uh, was uh, one of. This thing is heavy, you Oh, it's so heavy. This is W.E.B. Du Bois uh, talking about three centers of discrimination against the Negro that he had worked on for some 80 years by 1947. This is just a summary of that uh, epic, epic, epic uh, work that he had put some 80 years into by now. Yeah, he's 80 years old in 1947. Uh, this thing never came to fruition in front of uh, uh, on the floor of the United Nations in 1947 because our own United States delegation prevented it from uh, doing so. Although ten member nations did ask for copies of this summary to read, and none of them uh, found uh, a dispute with uh, its content. Uh, yeah. Had this thing came to the floor and been allowed to come before the full body of the United Nations at that time, I suggest to you that uh, all that stuff about uh, Brown versus Board of Education would have taken place a lot quicker, like in 1947, and we would have had a lot better uh, outcome <laughs> then, is my uh, hypothesis on it. Be that as may, uh, the seeds of uh, 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 change were laid in this uh, in the summary by Dr. E. B. Du Bois. Here, y'all. I'm going to read it. I reprinted it in my book. I've got it reprinted in my book, y'all. 
racism and hate in American reality. It's one of the rarest pieces of work from this giant. It's hard to find in the public domain. It's almost impossible to find out there in the public domain of all the works uh, that he's done. This may be his greatest uh, uh, summary of uh, his entire life dealing with the plight of Americans back when he said that he put together to present to the United Nations in 1947. It starts off, and I'm quoting, I read from uh, the summary itself. There were, in the United States of America, in 1940, 12,865,518 native-born citizens, something less than a tenth of the nation, who largely, who formed largely a segregated caste with restricted legal rights and many illegal disabilities. They are descendants of the Africans brought to America during the 16th, 17th, 18th, and 19th century and reduced to slave labor. This group has no complete biological unity, but varies in color from white to black and comprises a great variety of physical characteristics since many are the offspring of white European Americans as well as of Africans and American Indians. There are a large number of white Americans who also descend from Negroes, but who are not counted in the colored group nor subjected to the caste restrictions because the preponderance of white blood conceals their descent. The so-called American Negro group, therefore, while it is in no sense absolutely set off physically, from its fellow Americans, has nevertheless a strong hereditary cultural unity born of slavery, of common suffering, prolonged prescription, and containment of political and civil rights. And especially because of economic and social disabilities, largely from this fact have arisen their cultural gifts to America. Their rhythm, <clears throat> their music, their folk song, their religious faith and customs, their contribution to American art and literature, their defense of their country in every war on ha- land, sea, and in the air, and especially the hard continu- continuous toll upon which the pr- prosperity and wealth of this continent has largely been built. This is W.E.B. Du Bois all in 1947, summarizing some 80 years of study dedicated to 
tracing the journey of Americans of African descent in this country and uh, the uh, social uh, uh, forces that impacted that uh, journey. Uh, he's summarized here for uh, the United Nations. He's hoping for uh, to point out the injustices that they've endured and to uh, seek redress or uh, reparation of some fashion from uh, this world body. I continue with the, uh, of the summary. The group has long been internally divided by the dilemma as to whether it's striving upwards should be aimed at strengthening its intercultural and group bonds, both for intrinsic progress and for offensive power against caste, or whether it should seek escape wherever and however possible into the surrounding American culture. Decision in this matter has been largely determined by outer compulsions rather than inner plan. For prolonged policies of segregation, discrimination have involuntarily welded the mass against as well as the mass almost into a nation within a nation with its own schools, churches, hospitals, newspapers, and many business enterprises. The result has been to make American Negroes a wide extent, to a wide extent, uh, provincial introvert, self-conscious, and narrowly race loyal. The result has been to make American Negroes, to a wide extent, provincial, provincial introvert, self-conscious, and narrowly raised law. That's heavy, y'all. I, I, I have to digest that uh, over again to make sense of what he's talking about. This is 1947. Uh, 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 extrapolating out of uh, this humongous work of 300 centuries of Negro uh, discrimination that he had put together. This is a summary that he uh, uh, wrote for the United Nations back in 1947. Uh, he gets to this one part where it says the result has been to make American Negroes to a wide extent provincial, introverted, self-conscious, and narrowly race-based uh, race law. But it has also inspired them to frantic and often successful efforts to achieve, uh, to deserve, to show the world their capacity to share modern civilization. As a result, there is almost no area of American civilization in which the Negro uh, has not made credible showing in the face of all of his handicaps. And that's uh, so true. That's so true. The uh, uh, Hunter Street uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, examples of the early 20s, the Harlem, the South Ass of Chicago, the Watts, the uh, Wall Streets in Arizona, the you name it, where blacks was forced to uh, forced into a pocket of uh, by themselves in the 
you know, a gerrymandered uh, uh, district and so forth did allow for them to uh, force them to develop their own entrepreneurship and run their own business. That uh, uh, I, uh, was a positive step, no doubt. Uh, uh, the thing that undermined uh, that effort was uh, the fact that, and I'm going to get to this, uh, uh, what demanded the fact uh, that didn't allow this to uh, go forward and uh, achieve its maximum potential is because uh, in my book, uh, I point out here, uh, too, that what uh, prohibited this uh, dynamic uh, uh, thing here, as great as that time was on Hunter Street and all the black businesses and stuff in uh, segregation, they beat us out of the 46 million acres that would have made all the difference in the world with us uh, uh, moving that uh, self-contained entrepreneurship capitalism thing forward in a much more dynamic way uh, from the beginning. That's why, uh, and they realize that's why they beat it, didn't allow us to acquire the 46 million acres set aside in the Southern Homestead Act of uh, 1886 that I write about here in my book, too. Yeah, that's all part of this uh, self-fulfilling prophecy of racism. This man-induced self-fulfilling prophecy of racism that I write about that uh, has such a devastating effect on my family and uh, Americans, Africans, and in whole, uh, as a whole, you know. So yeah, that uh, that thing is crazy, y'all. Uh, it made us, it made us, it it uh, bonded us together in a way uh, that was uh, positive. It just curtailed our uh, ability to expand that uh, that bond in a much more uh, uh, powerful economic uh, way. If, however, the effects of the color caste system on the North American Negro has been both good and bad, its effect on white Americans has been disastrous. It has repeatedly led the greatest modern attempt at democratic government to deny its political ideas, to falsely to falsify its philanthropic assertions, and to make its religion, to a great extent, Hypocritical. A nation which boldly declared that all men are created equal proceeded to build its economy on shadow, on shadow, shadow slavery. Masters who declared race mixture impossible sold their own children into slavery and left a mulatto progeny, which neither law nor science can today disentangle. <laughs> hey, this is W.B. Du Bois, y'all, in 1947. Y'all don't know. Read my book. I got this thing in there, y'all. You ain't going to find it nowhere else, not in the public domain. W.E.B. Du Bois' uh, uh, summary, uh, a summary of 300 uh, years of discrimination against the Negro that he put together 
to be presented to the United Nations in 1947. I reprinted it in my new book, uh, Racism and Hate. It'll be out uh, uh, sometime after uh, Thanksgiving, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, hopefully December 1st. Uh, this is so heavy, y'all. This is so heavy. Uh, 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 this man's chronicle of uh, what had transpired here in this country for the uh, prior 200 years to this thing being written. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to read that again. If, however, the effects of color caste system in North American Negro has been both good and bad, its effect on white America has been disastrous. It has repeatedly led the greatest modern attempt at democratic government to buy its political ideas, to falsify its philanthropic assertions, and to make its religion, to a great extent, hypocritical. A nation which boldly declared that all men are created equal proceeded to build its economy on chattel slavery. Masters who declared race mixture impossible sold their own children into slavery and left a mulatto progeny which neither law nor science can today disentangle. We're going to take a break right there, y'all. We're going to, <laughs> oh, this get gooder. <laughs> this thing get gooder, y'all. <laughs> We're going to come back and, and uh, share some more of uh, W.E.B. Du Bois talking about uh, the plight of Americans back in the set, uh there in 1947, uh, where we were. In the society, then, and uh, what had happened to us uh, up to that point. Uh, he put this thing together uh, in hopes of presenting it to uh, the United Nations uh, in order to get some kind of uh, a redress from the from that world body who was uh, considering penalties for. Uh, Nazi Germany and did indeed uh, get penalties from the uh, Nazi Germany for uh, uh, the destruction uh, that they uh, heaped upon uh, the Jewish uh, people of that country uh, during that uh, uh, of Europe uh, during that uh, Second World War. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> This is so so crazy, so so great of a uh, piece of work. Uh, I am so proud and honored to be able to uh, reprint this thing in my uh, in my book to uh, draw comparisons and to share it with uh, to share it with um, young readers who uh, have no idea what uh, what was going on prior to Brown overturning uh, Plessy. This is what, uh, uh, how, uh, this is where we were in 1947 here in this country. This is a, a, a excellent 
synopsis of uh, just where we were and why we uh, was there. That's what uh, he's talking about here. Yeah? Uh, We're looking for uh, some kind of relief. I mean, we got to put on a separate equal law still in effect here. Yeah? When he's writing this thing, separate equal to Jim Crow laws of the South, Plessy uh, was in full vogue. Uh, when he wrote this, the time that he's writing about, and this is where we're at right here. Y'all read this. Uh, <laughs> read my new book, Racism and Hate, if it was worth anything at all and for nothing else at all. It'd be worth the price <laughs> just to <laughs> get your hands on this article alone, I assure you. <laughs> uh, y'all don't know. Uh Hey, y'all, uh, that's what I was excited, y'all. We're going to take a quick pause for the calls here and come back uh, and uh, finish the thing up with you tonight because, oh, yes, it gets better. <laughs> what he was talking about, this genius of uh, a man, this giant of an American. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, we'll be right back. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmore Black Forum. Tell your friends about us, Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., right here in cyberspace. Thank you. 
And uh, we got some pizza in the oven, y'all. That we're trying to deal with before we get back to Mr. W.E.B. Du Bois. We just about got it squared away here. Hey, y'all. Uh, we run a low-budget operation out here on the Hushmore Black Forum. You know, I told you I was a conductor driving uh, or doing the work, doing the work of some four bodies. Just a little old me, y'all. Yeah, take a... Uh, Take four bodies to uh, properly uh, to properly uh, drive a train. Oh yeah, y'all y'all don't know about no train, do you? Got the engineer, the conductor, the brakeman, and the flagman. It used to be back in the day. Now I don't know how they were probably all automated now, but back in the day you couldn't move a you couldn't even move that train unless you had all three of those bodies. That <laughs> In, in tow, an engineer, a conductor, a brakeman, and a flagman. The Hushboard's doing all those jobs, y'all, driving this westbound number nine. Oh, we don't, man, we can do it. It uh, keeps us on our toes, though, I tell you that. Oh, we can do it. There's no doubt about whether or not we can do it. We can and have been doing it. <laughs> we... Me and the peanut gal. Hey, hey, y'all. I, I can't forget the peanut gal. We got the peanut gal in tow here, y'all. Thank y'all. Hey, my Facebook friends, how y'all doing? I told you we got some of our Facebook friends uh, listening in to the Hushmo Black Forum this evening. We really appreciate your support. Go to HushmoBlack.com, my website, and keep up with uh, the new release of my book, Racism and Hate in American Reality, due out. Uh, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, y'all. Uh, we're looking so forward to uh, um, getting it out in the public persona uh, so that we can get out and uh, uh, talk about it, explain uh, 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 to people about it, to explain to people what this is about, its intent, its message that it's trying to convey. Uh, yeah, I'm looking excited. I'm so excited about uh, that uh, a book tour, I guess you call it. Is that what it is? Oh, we don't know. <laughs> We're just a, a commoner. <laughs> I don't know about no book tour. We're just a commoner. This is my second book, but we didn't do any book tour. We had a, we had, some, we had, we had a few book signings. We did in our first book. We didn't really push it like we Thing. We really uh, got so engaged in uh, putting together our second book that uh, we, uh, we didn't do uh, that much uh, promoting, uh, um, personal promoting uh, our first book, unlike the second book. The second book is going to uh, dominate our time here for the next couple of years, couple of three years, I'm thinking. Uh, and we're looking forward to that effort, trying to, uh, that's why we got to get back in the gym to get some energy, y'all. Uh, I think we're going to be on the road here quite a bit. I envision once this thing hit the street and uh, 
I think it's going to require a lot of uh, boots on the ground on our part. <laughs> but uh, we, we're excited about it. It's a challenge. Looking forward to it. Racism and hate in American reality, y'all. Coming y'all way for the holiday season. Y'all go out and buy a copy for your mother, your brother, your father. Your nephew, your cousin, three ninety nine, y'all electronic version is going for your uh, Kindle electronic version. Three ninety nine. The hardback is sixteen. The hard copy is twenty five now. For uh, my rich uh, Facebook friends, going to want a hard copy. Uh, go to hushmoblack dot com uh, and uh, all everyone you order from that site, I'll send you autograph copy. Uh, you know, you'll be able to follow it from there. We'll make sure you get an autographed copy of that book. If you want a hard hard copy, now uh, look here. Yeah, we're we're going to be out and about the promoting the thing. Like tonight, uh, recommendation for the mass, especially young folks who's tech savvy, who's out there on Facebook and the internet. Uh, you had a three ninety nine version. At uh, Amazon.com, but uh, come back to my site, hushmoblack.com, uh, and buy it right from uh, that site. Give me a link right to uh, the 399 version. Get your electronic version there, and uh, you have it forever. And uh, so, wealth of uh, information there for your uh, uh, for your. Uh, uh, knowledge deposit uh, Tory. Yeah, for you to uh, uh, ingest. That's what, what we uh, wrote the book for. Yeah, for our young folks to uh, gain a better sense of uh, their history, to add to uh, their history, to add to the knowledge of their history. Yeah, we we ain't knocking nobody. <laughs> we ain't knocking nobody down. We got too many great people who wrote about, talked about um, our history. And this is just a, a continuation of that. Uh, dealing with it from my own personal, exp- my family own personal experience uh, here in the country. So we uh, we just had to uh, to what's been put forward uh, already. Getting back to W.E.B. Du Bois' summary of uh, three senses of discrimination against the Negro that he spent some 80 years putting together. This is a summary of that work uh, that he, that was printed for the first time in the 1947 edition of the Crisis Magazine. Crisis Magazine is uh, the NAACP's magazine, uh, you know, that's the uh, uh, publishing arm. They uh, spin around W.E.B. Du Bois that created uh, the Crisis magazine back in 1910, sometime when the NAACP started. He created the thing and ran it for years. Had all kinds of writings and articles that uh, were first published in that uh, magazine. 
uh, and they own the copyright to it, by the way. Uh, so you can't just reprint uh, a material that you might find in other places. They are uh, uh, the owner of a lot of uh, his writings, and uh, even though you may find uh, his writing in other other books or uh, uh, articles, uh, chances are they went back to the crisis and uh, uh, got their permission to uh, reprint it, which is what I did. But this is a rare one. Right now, they, they did give another author permission to reprint this thing in 1951, uh, but that's the only other time or place that I've seen or been able to find it in the uh, public domain. So this is a rare uh, treat for my readers. Hopefully it will be uh, some uh, uh, benefit to uh, their understanding of uh, our plight here in the country. We're going to get back to it. Uh, let's see. You know, uh, da, 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 where, where did we leave off here? Uh, I was talking about... Uh, the hypocritical religion uh, that uh, this country was uh, engaged in, a nation which boldly declared that all men are created equal, proceeds to build its economy on chattel slavery. Masters who declared race mixture and possible sold their own children into slavery. Then left a mulatto progeny, which neither law nor science can today disentangle. Churches which excuse slavery as calling the heathen to God refuse to recognize the freedom of converts or admit them to equal communion. And that's it. So when my folks was converted to Christianity, baptized in that Baptist church down there in Troop County, they were still <laughs> not admitted to uh, eat at the same table as the master. Stop it, y'all. That's what this thing is saying. It's what happened. This is all fact. This has been born. This is born. This is straight, straight, straight up history here, y'all. This is straight up documented history. Is what happened. Is what he was talking about. This happened to my family here in Georgia, here in this country. My family uh, bear proof to what uh, Dr. E.D. Boys is writing about happened to my family, to Americans of African descent. Uh, the Christians converted them to their Christianity but refused to recognize them as equal brothers and sisters. Yeah, you got a, you got some conflict here, yeah. What's going on there? How can you? And that's what he's talking about when uh, uh, the nation is making its uh, religion uh, uh, to a great extent hypocritical. Yeah, they were uh, hypocrites uh, when it came to uh, Christianity, yeah. I found out just in my research. We, we, we're going to get back to that. Let's go on with uh, 
Dat is wie de boer is. Poverty, ignorance, disease, and crime have been forced on those unfortunate victims of greed to an extent far beyond any social necessity. In a great nation, which they ought to be in the forefront of the march toward peace and democracy, finds itself continuously making common cause with race hate, prejudice, exploitation, and oppression of the common man. It's high and noble words. A turn against its because they are contradicted in every syllable by the treatment of the American Negro for 328 years. Slavery in America is a strange and contradictory story. It cannot be regarded as mainly either a theoretical problem of morals or a scientific problem of race. From either of those points of view, the rise of slavery in America is simply inexplicable looking at the facts. <laughs> Frankly, slavery evidently was a matter of economics a question of income and labor rather than a problem of right uh, and wrong or of the physical differences in men. Once slavery began to be the source of vast income for men and nations, they allowed, they, they allowed frantic search for moral and racial justification.
We uh, it's about twelve minutes till y'all. We're gonna pick it up. Uh, I think. Let's see. We've got two more pages to go on this thing. This thing is so heavy, y'all. We're gonna let some of this go until next week. The last half of it. Uh, slavery in America is a strange and contradictory story. It uh, cannot be regarded as mainly either a theoretical problem or moral or a scientific problem of race from either of those points of view. The rise of slavery in America is simply inexplicable. Looking at the facts, frankly, slavery evidently was a matter of economics. There ain't no doubt about that. Uh, uh, a question of income and labor rather than a problem of right and wrong or of physical differences in men. Once slavery began to be the source of vast income for men and nations, there allowed frantic search for moral and racial justification. Such excuses were found, and men did not inquire too carefully into whether their logic into uh, either their logic or truth. The 20 Negroes brought to Virginia in 1619 were not uh, the first who had landed on this continent. For centuries, small numbers of Negroes had been arriving as servants, as laborers, as free adventurers. The southeastern part of the present United States was first traversed by four explorers, of whom one was an African Negro. Negroes accomplished early explorers like De Leon and Menendez in the southwest of the United States. But just as the earlier black visitors to the West Indies were servants and adventurers, then, then later began to appear as laborers on the sugar plantations. So in Virginia, these imported black laborers in 1619 and after came to be wanted for the raising of tobacco, which was the money crop. In the minds of the early planters, there was no distinction as to whether labor was black or white. In law, there was, at first, no discrimination. But as important white labor became scarce and more protected by law, it became less profitable than Negro labor, which flooded the markets because of European slave traders. Internal strife in Africa, and because in America the Negroes were increasingly stripped of legal defense. For these reasons, America became a land of black slavery. And there arose first the fabulously rich sugar empire, then the cotton kingdom, and finally colonial imperialism. Then came the inevitable fight between free labor and democracy on the one hand and slave labor with its huge profits on the other. Uh-oh, y'all. This thing's getting heavy. We're going to leave it right there. Then came, <laughs> then came the inevitable fight 
between free labor and democracy on the one hand and slave labor and huge profits on the other. We got... Hey, the husband's going to turn this thing into a, a serial, you know, like as the world turns, you come back to, hey, uh, <laughs> we're going to mark that. We're going to come back next week <laughs> right there. We're going to start right there on 11, uh, where we at? 11, 23. Just making a little note here so the husband don't get mixed up where he's at. We're going to start right there. Finishing up a summary by W.E.B. Du Bois that we reprinted from the 1947 Crisis magazine dealing with the plight of Americans of African descent in the country up until uh, that point. Uh, some 163 years, by the way, after... Uh, 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 the Declaration of Independence. Uh, we found ourselves caught up in this uh, political purgatory. Uh, dealing with the separate equal Jim Crow laws here in this country and uh, their devastating effect on uh, my family and uh, millions and more of Americans uh, here in the country. Hey, y'all. It's been my pleasure being out here with you this evening. Uh, come back. Tell a friend about us. Uh, we advocate for social justice on behalf of uh, Americans of African descent. what we do out here. <laughs> Trying to provide a platform for them to uh, be able to uh, get their uh, point of view in, points of view in, uh, uh, a place where they can come to uh, uh, get a breakdown of uh, some of the uh, things that are going on that affect uh, their daily lives that they may not uh, fully understand. It's what we do best. Try to make sense of things that uh, make those sense out here on the Hushmo platform. Our new book is coming out shortly. Look out for it after Thanksgiving, y'all. Y'all going to eat that turkey dinner. And uh, we'll be back uh, uh, going to eat that turkey dinner. And uh, I promise you shortly after Thanksgiving, well, you're going to have a, uh, you're going to hear a lot, lot, lot more about uh, uh, our new book. Uh, I want everybody to uh Grab a copy of it. Give a copy of it to a friend or relative for the holidays. It's, uh, we're trying to make it a must-read for everybody. Uh, yeah, we're excited about it. We think it's uh, apropos for uh, the time. And uh, it's five years in the making, y'all. We just didn't uh, start working on this thing last week. Uh, no, we started working on it uh Back in 2008, when uh, Mr. Malcolm, the president, announced his candidacy for uh, the presidency, and uh, we used it to uh, kick off our uh, study into uh, the racism and hate uh, as it uh, 
pertain to uh, my family's history in Georgia because he, it, you know it's a great great uh, uh, place to uh, to form and uh, uh, to uh, to uh, a great great place to go to uh, share. Uh, your own personal experience with uh, the reader, uh, with the larger uh, audience here who's engaged in uh, a conversation about race and racism here in the country today, uh, due in no small part to our first uh, president of uh, African descent. So we, we, we think we're right on time with it. And I, like I said, I couldn't be more excited about the uh, the re- upcoming release of uh, my new book, <coughs> uh, what else? Uh, hey, that's just gonna <laughs> slow down, husband. That's just about gonna do it for us tonight. Uh, yeah, come back and see us next week, November uh, November the twenty third. We'll be back. Same place, same time. Out here, seven o'clock. We come to you, two hours straight on Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Great, great uh, outlet for getting your own story out too. By the way, yeah. I recommend it highly. Uh, yeah, go to my uh, webpage once again, hushmoblack.com. H e u s h m o b l a c k dot com is our. Uh, that's our uh, webpage. You can follow all our uh, adventures out there. We're going to be improving it a little more as we go into the new year, 2014. We make changes to it constantly, and it's always improving. So, but y'all go there to find and keep up with my books. Hushmoblack.com. Hey, y'all. We're going to leave it right there. We uh, want to once again thank you for uh, spending some time with us. You can download. We got all our shows, the Hushmo Black Forum, uh, archived out on our webpage, HushmoBlack.com. You can go there and download from there. Uh, listen to. You can come to Blog Talk Radio uh, forward uh, slash Hushmo dash Black if you want to come to our studio page out on Hushmo Black uh, uh, on our Blog Talk Radio. You can find us there. Go to our web page, uh, Facebook page. You can. There are a number of ways you can uh, keep up with the Hushmo Black Forum. You ain't got to sit down in two hours on Saturday. You can pull us down at any time and listen to it at your leisure. Hey, y'all, until next Saturday, ciao. We're get, getting out of here. Advocating on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African American community. Check us out at the Heismo Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com.